Reading the Tea Leaves, my weekly market review, September 24th, 2023. Last week was always going to be about Wednesday's Federal Reserve meeting and its fallout. We are undergoing a major shift from the question being how high will interest rates go, which has been the market's obsession over the last 18 months, to how long will interest rates stay high going forward? It is now the answer to this second question that will determine if the Fed's stance is deemed to be hawkish, i.e. bad for stocks and bonds, or dovish, good for stocks and bonds. For any rally to continue, markets need at a minimum for the Fed to meet current expectations of almost no more rate hikes and ideally hint at rate cuts sooner rather than later. The 2023 rally has been fueled by the economy and inflation both being not as bad as initially feared. But at this point, the fear has evaporated, and as such, the market has now lost the power of positive surprises. To fuel another leg higher, we need a new catalyst, and the next possible candidate was the endorsement of the idea of rate cuts in early to mid-2024. The Fed has one eye on Detroit. Unions all over the country are under pressure from a membership grappling with monthly bills going up for the basics, from gas to food to childcare, to be more aggressive in pay negotiations. And this could well have the end result of making inflation stickier and harder to kill, and possibly pushing the Fed into a more hawkish posture. When it came out on Wednesday, the announced decision to leave the Fed funds interest rate unchanged surprised absolutely no one, but there were some nuggets in the quarterly dot plot data to pour over. For instance, the median policymaker on the committee now sees core inflation ending the year at 3.7% down from 3.8% currently and their 3.9% estimate back in June. As for interest rates, their median projection was for one more quarter point rate increase sometime before the end of the year. There are two meetings left to do this, one in November and one in December. But the biggest shift in projections was for interest rates in 2024. The median estimate is now for the Fed run funds rate to end next year at 5.1%, which is a full half point higher than the prediction of last June, and only a quarter of a point below where it is now, essentially pricing in just one or a maximum of two rate cuts before 2025. Bottom line, the Fed used Wednesday's statement, dots and press conference to send a strong message to financial markets that interest rates are going to stay higher for longer, get used to it. Stock investors and professional traders were not impressed that their dream narrative of an orgy of interest rate cuts throughout 2024 was being undermined and equity prices fell hard. Tech stocks in particular took a swan dive right after the announcement. The plunge continued into Thursday, further accelerated by a surprising fall in weekly jobless claims numbers. And although the rate of decline eased a little on Friday, it was a fourth consecutive down day and the S&P 500 index notched its worst week since March. Along with all the other indexes, it's now moved into oversold territory 
and at least a short-term relief rebound can be expected early this week. The Fed is trying to read tea leaves in the dark. There are many naysayers, and they were especially vocal following the release of the dot plot projections, which appear to assume a very rare, and some might say impossible, Goldilocks forever scenario of continuing steady growth combined with a low unemployment rate and inflation falling back to the Fed's target of 2% by 2026. Elsewhere, central banks raised interest rates in Sweden, Norway, and especially Turkey, which raised 5% up to a 30% rate, while those in the UK, Japan, and Switzerland caused something of a stir by leaving their rates unchanged. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy's already weak position is getting even more fragile as he appears to have now lost control of the scruffy riffraff of radical rebels in his own party who are giving him the finger, becoming even bolder and more destructive. Solution? Send everyone home and stop all negotiations. As a direct result of this mutiny and McCarthy's ineffectiveness at fighting it, a government shutdown next weekend is shifting from being a possibility to a likelihood. It is estimated that a lapse in federal funding could cut 0.2 percentage points from quarterly GDP growth rate for each week that it lasts. And so an extended shutdown theoretically has the capability to simply by itself tip the US into a recession. A shutdown also risks derailing the timely collection, accuracy, and even publication dates of key economic data, which would likely blind the Fed in a fog of ignorance and uncertainty and make future data revisions more dramatic and market impactful. The Fed always insists that it's data dependent. What's it to do when the data runs dry? There remain two primary events that could cause the recent pullback in stocks to spiral out of control. The first is a growth scare. Sentiment that assumes a soft landing is still dangerously complacent. If the markets actually start to believe this whole rates higher for longer thing, and they're starting to, then worries about a growth slowdown will begin to rise, especially with the looming shutdown and increasing labor strife, which could easily end up triggering a 5 to 10% price decline from here. The second is an inflation rebound. If the Fed suddenly singles, it could hike rates more than once, which could happen if inflation bounces back in the next few readings, then that would send market interest rates even higher and weigh heavily on stocks, as the Fed almost done and disinflation pillars of the 2023 rally could come under serious attack.